Hey, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to realizing your potential as an educator. If the title of the podcast is triggering, that's even better, because that means that I still have some work to do. My mission is to help teachers work independently and believe that they deserve more freedom and more money. As a teacher, you are allowed to work with your perfect students rather than some random people challenging how much you charge and asking why so much. If you're ready to become a richer teacher, build and scale an independent teaching business that can support your dreams and your lifestyle, then you're in the right place. The world knows that teachers are superheroes. Let's get paid what we're worth, shall we? Hey, lovely teacher, welcome to another episode of the Get Richer Teacher podcast. And today I wanted to talk to you about something that may seem quite, you know, um, unreachable or even impossible to some. So I bet September, I mean, I bet, I know September is now under our belts. And for a lot of teachers, September is probably the busiest period, maybe even starting like late August. So if you want to share your experiences about um, how it felt this year, I would love to hear them. So either write me an email or a DM on Instagram and let me know, let me know. And while, you know, you may have only just started feeling like, okay, you, I can breathe. I've got my plan, um, all the students, I could probably have some more, or maybe you're completely satisfied now. And now what I want you to do is to actually look at that plan or your weekly agenda and think about it. Um, is it actually perfect? Is it actually something that you want to do or did you accept more work than you wanted to or than it would be, um, than, than, you, if, than you would if you were kind of coming from a place of being intentional and sustainable about it? Because from my experience, a lot of teachers accept much more work that they can than they can actually or should actually be doing and this happens for a variety of reasons it's because you know there is somebody else who asks for lessons so we say okay I wasn't supposed to be accepting any more people but all right I'm just gonna say yes so let me know if that was the case for you or maybe last year was busy and this year just automatically got busy as well um, so you just you just don't know how to break through that cycle. So I wanted to talk to you today about whether it's possible to work shorter days. So let's say like six hours a day and not do anything else. Or maybe work three or four days a week. Hmm. How would you feel about it? I've recently had a chat with um, some of my lovely teachers in my membership, in my community of Richard Teachers, not a banner, uh, get Richard Teacher, everything is connected, obviously. And they said that they have had inquiries about lessons and they, while they could say no, they didn't because it felt like cheating. It felt like if they don't teach 
at least, and that's that's the number that actually came up, if they don't teach at least 20 hours a week, like, you know, contact hours a week, then it feels weird and it feels like they're not doing enough. And another argument that somebody gave me a while ago was that a lot of people in their environment, family and friends, they don't consider anything that they do outside classroom or or outside teaching as work. So there are two problems here, right? Um, One, we feel like teaching is the only way or like contact hours and being with our students is the only way in which we can make money. And so we forget that there are other things, especially if you run a teaching business, that you also have to do and they are still work, right? And also there is another, there is, uh, and the second side of that same sort of problem is that people make us believe that. So it's a societal sort of pressure that we feel around working So filling our schedules with teaching, with that contact time with students, because otherwise, what else would we be doing? And why does that happen? I bet it happens because of the system um, at schools. So we only usually, I mean, you were lucky if that wasn't your case, but um, usually people get paid only for the time spent teaching. I don't know many people who were paid for lesson prep or for any other admin um, like duties. So that's 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 perhaps something that we should start thinking about and possibly maybe even challenging, because you can imagine that um, you it's it's going to be hard for you to break from that cycle if you are still in the mindset of an employee or in a mindset of a teacher who is um, working for somebody. And sometimes I think, and that's, that's a bit of a digression, but I think it's very much related. If we see each other as, uh, not each other, if we see ourselves as freelancers, then we are still kind of working for somebody else. Yes, we do our own taxes. Yes, we do find our own students or rely on word of mouth or whatever. But it's still work for others. So we only still like perceive work the time that we spend with students. So the first step is realizing that that's not the case. You've got still so many other things to do that are as important, if sometimes even not more important, although, you know, as teachers and as people who care and like are on a mission to help others progress and gain more skills in language, then obviously you're naturally going to think that uh, whatever you do with those people is is going to move the needle. Yeah, I get that. Absolutely. And I still kind of feel like that. So I feel like I'm properly working when I've got my one-to-one meetings with my coaches or when I run the rocket or now my newly opened mastermind um, or meet with my um, teachers with the in the membership but you know it's it's actually there are actually other things that are also important and we completely forget about them so it obviously starts with something related to teaching which will be lesson prep and anything related to organizing your lessons and the logistics of them but there are also other things like do you ever think about 
creating your offers or like thinking about an idea for a course as work. Because some people don't. Some people forget that that's important work. And when you think about it, actually, it's as important and also it's it's actually something this that is going to change and impact lives because the better offer you prepare, the better you can help those people, right? So start becoming aware of how you or what you consider work and what you don't consider work. To me, the problem is that too many teachers, if not all of the teachers that I know, spend too much time working in their business. So that's probably a problem for a lot of uh, the other you know, industries as well. But I think especially for teachers, if we're not teaching, we're not doing things that are important enough. We're not doing things that we're getting paid for. And yes, well, this is not a like something that we directly get paid for but this is what will lead to us making more money but also working more sustainably because imagine if you are in that constant cycle of teaching non-stop so filling your schedule with 20 25 30 or even more teaching contact hours per week where have you got the space or the time Or do you actually have the space or time to think about how to move your business forward? You don't. You don't. You get... I'm not saying that you'll burn out. Because maybe you won't. Maybe you actually love your work. And I bet you do. But you just have to become aware of the fact that this will not lead you any further. So I want you to do that audit. How many hours a week do you spend teaching and doing things related to teaching so lesson prep and stuff like that which you know also you might not even consider work Um, and also by the way a lot of us especially if we've got a bit more experience we often think that things that come easy to us so for example teaching or lesson prepping is uh, it becomes with time it becomes even more like cheating because it comes easier to us and it's such a such a dangerous trap to fall into because basically what you're doing is you're thinking that okay so if with experience it comes easier to me or it becomes like um you need to put less effort into it then you're automatically gonna take more work on (laughs) and you're gonna literally work yourself to death so don't do it to yourself Appreciate the fact that things are allowed to feel easier with time and with um, and with your experience and as you grow as a person, as a teacher, as a professional and as a business owner as well. So um, here are a few tips on how to uh, or what you can do about it when you've uh, done your audit, when you've uh, calculated the hours that you spend teaching and non-teaching in your week. Um, because there is definitely a few things that you can do even now when your schedule is already full because you can start planning for next time. You can start planning for, I don't know, maybe next year, maybe even next academic year. Sometimes we need really some time to just get familiar with the idea that, okay, I don't actually need to teach that many hours and I don't want to. And it's okay if you don't want to because that doesn't... um, like kind of 
make your work less important. That doesn't make your work less impactful as well. So once you've done your audit, think about actually, and that's uh, an activity that I've already proposed here, but I'm going to, on this podcast, so if you've binged listened ever, (laughs) then you may already recognize it, but I wanted to um, use it in, in, in a bit of a different way. So what I want you to do is I want you to actually design your perfect day your perfect, perfect ideal day. Describe it in as much detail as you can from waking up and what you're going to do when you wake up for the first couple of hours and make it really, don't make it like a like a dream. Like for example, if you have kids, uh, don't say, oh, so when kids are away, let's say I'm going to relax and just read a newspaper and drink my coffee. Think of it sustainably as well, but because what we want to create is we want those ideal days to become reality, at least in some part. So write it in as much detail as uh, you can with all the activities that you would do. If there is any work involved, if it's a Saturday, it's a Saturday. Absolutely, no problem. But it's going to help if you actually imagine uh, an ideal work day because this way you can like start thinking of how to make that kind of day reality. Um, So you would describe how much work you would do, how many hours you would work, what time you would have lunch, what time you would have dinner, what you would do in between, and make sure that there is balance to it. So basically, um, think about like your desires and what you would want it to look like, but also think about what would actually serve you. So I'm, I don't have a perfect recipe for a for an ideal day, but I want what I wanted to do is for some inspiration for you is to share with you how I currently design my days and what process I've gone through to kind of arrive at those ideal days. And not all of them are perfect because there are things that happen that I don't have any control over. But still, most of my days and my weeks are kind of perfect, and. The first thing that I did to make it happen was being intentional about it, not letting people dictate how I work, how much I work, and not letting my own mindset and my own negative talk um, influence that as well. So what I do during my week, uh, so so I wanted to talk to to you about my week as well because um, it's, it's also quite important because there is a certain choice that I've made. The choice that I've made um, was that my Mondays and my Fridays are completely free of client and any form of contact with teachers, with my clients or with my courses. And I did it because of basically one reason being that my brain works in that way. I'm an ADHD person and I get distracted very easily and jumping from one type of task to another is very hard for me. So what I do on Mondays and Fridays is very often on Mondays I would have admin days or content creation days, writing days, planning or like generally strategizing days while Tuesdays, Wednesdays and um, Thursdays are going to be contact days. So sometimes a Thursday might be a bit half and half, depending on how many um, calls I've got. 
But basically, um, I usually keep only those three days open to, to calls. Then Fridays, uh, I keep them very flexible. So if I'm in the middle of a launch or it's a busy period, it's some, there is something that I really need to do, then my Friday is going to usually look similar to my Monday. So I'm going to strategize, I'm going to create content, I'm going to think about a lot of things and plan. Uh, but also, um, I might not do anything. So I might, for example, if it's a, if it's a match less busy day I might go to a cafe and only work for like three hours and I might enjoy lunch with myself or I might go out with myself which is something that I've uh, really really struggled with because I don't know I think I'm I am a bit of a workaholic I I don't stop um, often enough and it's hard sometimes and it's also because I like to I like new challenges and if you're such a person as well then then I bet you can relate to that 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 you know there is one thing you achieve it and then you want to take on the next thing that's what I do that's why I've tried to implement a strategy that will help me slow down a bit at least um you know twice once twice a month so that's been extremely extremely helpful and then What's happened this year, and especially this September, is that my son has gone to school. And the schools in the UK work in a very particular way because the school days are the same every day and the pick-up times and drop-off times are the same every day as well. So basically what it means is that I drop off my son at 8.40 at school, so I'm back at home at 9. And then either myself or my husband have to pick him up at... Uh, three o'clock so basically what we've got is that time from nine to 250 to work and that's it Tuesdays and Thursdays he goes to an after-school club but the other days he we we only have that time at our disposal so I actually started thinking about what this was going to look like for our family and for my business and for like the organization of my week already like half a year ago and it was super scary because how can I do it how can I only work from nine to three it would feel like cheating and then what am I gonna do am I gonna just not do anything and it happened I just had to so it's hard the transition period now is quite hard it's not uh, the easiest thing because I still like even when he comes back home at three I still like kind of cheekily do a few bits here and there but I know I will get there and why because I am intentional about it so basically what it looks like now if you want to look at it in those terms in which we think that contact hours are the only are, are only count as work I do work three days a week and that's perfect and that works for me very well because I know that then I will have time and the mental space to do other things. Remember that nobody's going to create that time for yourself and remember that rest is also not earned. So you do not deserve more rest because you've worked hard. You always deserve rest and you always have to plan it because otherwise it's going to slip through your fingers like it does for me or it has been doing for for a long, long time. It's much easier now once 
I've set up the foundation of my business and I've set up all the systems so it works a little bit more passively for me. So I've delegated a lot of things. So I've um, outsourced um, a lot of things and a lot of things just uh, happen in the background so I don't have to worry about them. But that's literally my definition of success. To be honest, making decent money is as important to me as having a lot of time. That's what luxury means to me and success means to me. So if that's your aspiration, then again, that's what you have to do as well. So there is nothing wrong with making a decision that there will be a one day a week when you don't teach at all. There is, or even two, be bold and courageous. <laughs> um, so... But you might ask me, oh, but but like, I can't just teach three days a week because I won't be able to afford to live. Yeah. So obviously with that will come a lot of other decisions, such as thinking about your rates. So if your goal, let's say if your goal for the next six months or 12 months is to work three um, days a week, contact hours, uh, contact days, let's say, then you are going to have to calculate and figure out how much you're going to have to make in those three days so that it's sustainable for you. So obviously it might mean that you need to raise your prices, that you need to work uh, with groups of students or start selling courses or diversifying your income a little bit more. Because it's a bit naive to think that, oh, okay, I'm just going to continue what I'm doing and it will just get easier. It doesn't. You have to make a decision, a conscious decision to make it easier for yourself if that's your goal. So you have to come to terms with the fact that you will always probably doubt whether you're doing enough, right? Whether you're good enough, because that's basically what it comes down to. But it is all up to you. Be intentional about it. And it is possible for you to work three days a week. So it's not only me now who works three uh, contact days a week. There are, there are a bunch of teachers that I've worked with whom I inspired to make changes so that they also stopped teaching on some days so they can enjoy some more free time so they can so they can focus on strategizing in their business on creating content on whatever else that actually is important or a priority to them and if they can do it if I could do it you can do it too I believe in you dear teacher and that's it from me today. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know your thoughts. I love receiving your messages. Um, I would also be very grateful if you could uh, rate and review this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to it. And otherwise, that's it from me. Thank you so much. And I'll see you back here again next week. It's not your fault that you don't know how to make good money as a teacher or how to market your teaching. Nobody's ever taught you, but I'm on a mission to change that. Teachers make the world a better place and they can be excellent at business. They just need direction. That's what I'm giving you here and on my YouTube channel under the same name. Make sure that you also follow me on Instagram at ola underscore coaches underscore teachers and check out my website www.olakowalska.com to see if any of my paid offers including my one-to-one -one coaching, my business foundation course The Rocket or my membership for teachers in business could be the right fit for you. I'll see you soon in the next episode.